0: What's happening everybody, Justin, Bridgewater's Finest on YouTube, Blockbuster underscore guy on Twitter, fueled as always by the great folks at Nerd Tees, and welcome to week 12 of my weekly NFL football pick show for the 2018-2019 NFL season and playoffs, and uh, you know, last week, and I think this goes for a lot of people in this community, last week wasn't exactly a banner week. Sure as hell ended on a high note with that incredible Monday night game last night, but only seven and six straight up in the picks last week. so not exactly anything to write home about. We're 100 up 59 down with the two ties so far on the season and the betting picks uh, fared actually significantly worse. Against the spread we're only four and nine with the picks last week and on the over under only four eight and one picking up our second push of the season in the totals. Bad time to have a bad week against the spread as we were pushing oh so close to hitting 500. Now we're 75 and 82 with four pushes against the spread this season. Over under now down to 68 and 91. Just a terrible over under season. Platinum, gold, silver, and bronze, as they typically are, basically a reflection of how the rest of the picks went. In the platinum, gold, silver, and bronze picks, I was 3-1 and one straight up. Only loss coming in the silver pick straight up as the Chargers somehow blow that game to Denver 23-22. to But we had New Orleans beating Philly in the bronze pick. We had Baltimore beating Cincinnati in the gold pick in Lamar Jackson's NFL debut, or sort of starting debut, I suppose. And we had Pittsburgh coming back, coming from behind to beat Jacksonville. Against the spread, the only one that we actually got was the straight-up one that we got wrong because I told you to take Denver plus 7 in that game against the Chargers. Told you to go Philly plus 8 against the Saints, they got blown out. Told you to take Baltimore minus 4 against Cincinnati, they only win that game by 3. And told you to take Pittsburgh minus 6 against Jacksonville, and they only won the game by 4. In the totals, at the very least, we had a respectable 2-2 two and two last week. Correctly told you to go over 54.5 points in New Orleans-Philly. They get to 55. And told you to go over 43.5 in Baltimore-Cincy. They get to 45. However, I did tell you to go over 46 and a half in the Chargers and Broncos. They only get to 45 and told you to go over 47 and a half in Pittsburgh and Jacksonville, which was my biggest miss of the week in the totals that only gets to 36. So three and one straight up is, is reflected by a one and three against the spread, even money two and two on the totals. Let's take a peek now at the Bridgewater's Finest and official NFL YouTube Prognosticators Pick'em Pools. In the Bridgewater's Finest pool, I did move up a couple of spots despite the struggling week. I'm now 12th place out of 43 with 850 out of 1265 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 67% and it's getting closer because the folks at the top really struggled this week. In week 11, I pulled in 58 out of 91 possible confidence points. That's a clip of 64% and it was actually up there in terms of how people did this week, but not, obviously, good enough to win. Shout out to our Week 11 winner, Chris Carter, the Hatbox Kid, Hatbox's picks. He went 9-4 this week straight up, bringing in 66 out of 91 possible confidence points for a clip of 73%. I think that's the first time I've called Chris's name this season. We also have a new overall leader in this pool Teddy Ted dethrones Billy B who, uh, and he admitted it, he was the first one to admit it, he really struggled this week. So Teddy Ted is our new leader, 104 up, 55 down with the two pushes, with 887 out of 1,265 possible confidence points. That is a championship clip of 70%. The top 10 in this pool are now only separated by 31 points. That's one good week. One good week, and if you're sitting in eight or nine, you could jump right up to the top of the board. In the official NFL YouTube Prognosticators Pick'em Pool, which again is an against the spread pool, I sit in a tie for 6th place out of 50, with my 76 correct against the spread picks based on Yahoo's lines. That's only a clip of 47%, because we played 161 games this season, so against the spread, a lot of people are struggling, but that's no good excuse. In week 11, I brought in 5 of the 13 games correctly according to Yahoo's lines because I think at the time the Baltimore game was a pick 'em still because they lock their lines on Wednesday so five out of 13 it's only a clip of 38 percent well below my season clip of 47 percent shout out to our week 11 winners Chris Carter the hatbox kid and j3 they tied for the week 11 win in this pool with nine of the 13 games picked correctly against the spread that's a clip of 69 percent it's nice and it's good enough to win the week gavin o'connor remains our overall leader in this pool with 81 of the 161 games picked correctly just barely over 50 percent but it's good enough to remain the overall leader the top five in this pool only separated by four picks, the top 11 by seven. So shout out to Chris Carter twice over, as well as J3 for winning week 11 in the Pick'em Pools, and to Teddy Ted and Gavin O'Connor for being a new overall leader and remaining an overall leader, respectively. We're going to skip Fantasy Corner this week simply because there's a, a bit of an issue with Yahoo's scoring. A lot of the players from last night in the monday night game their stats are not recorded or they're not recording properly it's a known issue with yahoo so they've got to get in there they've got to update their stuff so any of the scores are not a hundred percent realistic and i'd like them to be accurate before i report them i believe i picked up the win in both of the important pools that i'm in which is mine as well as the nfl youtube prognosticators fantasy football league i believe i won in both of those leagues. I got a week 12 matchup in the Professionals Dynasty Fantasy Football with Feed Zeke. Right now, that's a projected loss for me. He looks like he's going to have a big week. And I got a week 12 matchup in the NFL YouTube Prognosticators League against Rob Jones. That's a tight matchup, but right now it's a projected win. I had matchups this week against Conrad Parrish who is uh, Antonio Brown Notes in the Professionals League and Gracie Manor Ghouls who's Chris Carter in the Progs League. Thank you very much for the matchups this week. Be interested to see how they shake out. Again, I think I won both matchups, but going to wait for all the scoring to settle down before we figure that out. So, Rob Jones and Feed Zeke, here we go. Week 12, let's do this. And as always, I'll remind you that if you go to the description of the video on YouTube or the audio file on either SoundCloud or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts, you are going to find All of my results from week 11. All my straight up against the spread and over under plays for week 12. You're going to find information on joining the Bridgewater's Finest or official NFL YouTube Prognosticators Pick'em Pools. You're going to find information on joining the NFL YouTube Prognosticators Facebook page. And you're going to find information on our lovely friends at Nerd Tees. I'm sure it comes across on the audio, but I am still a a little bit phlegmy, a little bit backed up from where I was sick a few weeks ago, and nothing makes me feel better, folks, than a nice warm cup of Nerd Teas. Today's blend is kiwi-licious, and on a day like today where it's gray and gloomy, feels like I just got dropped in the middle of London, England, it's nice to have a hot cup of tea that reminds me of warmer times, that nice, delicious, summery kiwi taste nerdtees.ca use that promo code bwfinest you're going to save yourself 15% at checkout you're going to get free shipping in canada if you spend 50 bucks or more which is not difficult to do especially where christmas is coming you're also going to get a great conversion rate if you're in the us two clicks of a button boom boom everything is in us prices nerdtees.ca promo code BWfinest. find yourself something to love or find someone you love something to love you can do it on nerdtease.ca we're back to an almost full slate of games this week as only the two teams that played last night who are well deserving of a break after that game go into their bye weeks 15 games on the slate this week obviously three games on thursday because it's U.S. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all my American listeners and friends and fellow prognosticators. I hope you have a safe and wonderful holiday coming up this week. So we got those three Thursday games. It's going to be a great week of NFL action and let's get into it. Let's start in Dallas where we're going to have a key NFC East matchup between the Cowboys hosting the Washington Redskins and obviously the Redskins one of the more interesting cases in the NFL this coming week because of what happened at the quarterback position Alex Smith with that gruesome leg injury he's done for the year and who knows when we see him next year. The NFC East may well be the most interesting division in the NFL right now because you've got the Redskins leading the division at six and four. They just lost their starting quarterback. You've got the Eagles who are decimated. On defense at four and six, you got the Cowboys who are at five and five right now. So they're ahead of the Eagles, that whole offense, essentially running through one player. What happens if Zeke gets hurt? And then you got the New York Giants who at three and seven, most people would have considered an afterthought, but they've won two straight games and they're not out of it. Again, Cowboys playing host here. They are 3-1 at home this season, so they've been doing their job. But the Skins take nothing away from them. They're 3-1 on the road, and they haven't lost in the division yet. Of course, their biggest loss of the season on the field, certainly losing Alex Smith for the season. Looks like it's Colt McCoy's team going forward. They did just sign Butt Fumble to be the backup quarterback, which is just mind-boggling to me. That, that he would be considered the, the next best guy, but hey, you know, that it's an old argument at this point. But, you got Washington, Colt McCoy. Can Colt McCoy lead this team to the postseason? Both of these teams ranking inside the bottom 10 in terms of points per game. Neither one moves the ball particularly well, certainly not through the air, although I would have given Washington the edge had alex smith not gotten hurt the biggest edge here's gotta be the run game but even that edge is not huge because both teams run the ball incredibly well dallas 133 yards a game behind zeke elliott washington 121 yards a game behind essentially the combination of adrian peterson and chris thompson but chris thompson's been injured now for like feel what feels like half the season so really it's adrian peterson's show and he's just turning back the clock man Washington's doing a great job. Again, in neither case has this translated to a lot of points on the board. Got to imagine we're in for a low-scoring, tight defensive matchup. Both of these teams quite effective at stopping the opposition from moving the ball. Neither one of them giving up a ton of points. Dallas's secondary, you'd argue, probably the better secondary. Run defenses, you'd have to say, are fairly comparable. Vegas certainly does not think this game is a coin flip based on the spread. I kind of do. I feel like Vegas is overreacting to the Alex Smith injury with good cause. Because, I mean, the drop-off from Alex Smith to Colt McCoy is an incredible drop-off. At the same time, Alex Smith has not been what has won Washington most of these football games that they've won. It's been the defense and it's been the run game. So in a matchup of good defenses, in a matchup of a great run game, who's going to get the edge? Ah, Man, it's I I guess maybe this is just my bias towards underdogs, you know, understanding the rule of four. And in a tight, tight game, you want to give a little extra consideration to the underdog. I kind of feel like Washington is going to go out, Again, division matchup, two teams that know each other incredibly well. I kind of feel like Washington's got the tiniest bit more to work with in the pass game than Dallas does, even though, you know, you got Dallas, that has got Amari Cooper. And I just feel like Washington's got a little bit more weaponry in what I think, again, is going to be a low scoring tight game. I kind of like the underdog here and I'm kind of going to go with it. Let's see Washington go out and win one for Alex. I'm going to take the Redskins on the road in Dallas to upset the Cowboys. And here's what I meant from earlier when I said like, oh my God, Vegas, holy cow, what an overreaction. The Cowboys are seven and a half point favorites. In a game that's going to be predicated on defense and the run game, seven and a half points is ridiculous. It's astronomical. Take the Redskins, even if you like Dallas to win. I don't think Dallas covers seven and a half points in this game. I like Washington to win, so obviously I'm on the skins plus the seven and a half. I say you hedge either way. Total in that game, 40 and a half points. It's a low total, though not the lowest that we will look at this week. I capped the game personally, like maybe a little more than a field goal under this. I'm looking at two average at best offenses. You factor in the Alex Smith injury, Colt McCoy starting. You got to go under on this football game, I think. I'm surprised this number isn't a 30. So grab this before it is a 30. Take under 40 and a half points. In Washington Dallas let's go to Buffalo now where the Bills are going to come into this game fresh off of their bye week playing host to the Jacksonville Jaguars who again coughed up that game last week against Pittsburgh Bills did their job they won last time out got the third win of the season now three and seven on the year looks like Josh Allen is close to returning don't know whether it happens in this game or not but it's kind of feels like it's trending in that direction for Allen to return for the Bills, that's good news for their offense. One of the worst offenses in the league, but you might as well get the best possible playmaker that you can have out there, and right now that's Josh Allen. Meanwhile, the Jags are in an absolute free fall. Six straight losses after starting the season 3-1. and one. Another instance last week where they should have won that game, they had a superior opponent in position, they were going to beat them, and then gave up, I believe, 20 points in a row to lose the game. That offense, obviously not getting the job done, fewer points per game than the Tennessee Titans, just to put that into perspective, the defense not getting the job done either. Don't get me wrong, that defense is good. It, it may even be very good. It may even be great. They're not doing enough to make up for the fact that the offense has been so mediocre. Matchup of a 1-3 home team versus a 1-3 and three road team, both teams that are only 2-5 and five against AFC opponents... Both of these teams are capable of moving the ball on the ground, neither one of them are overly capable of putting up points based on that, but there's only one of these two teams that appears capable of moving the ball through the air, and that is the Jacksonville Jaguars, sorry to all the butthurt Blake Bortles haters out there, they can at the very least, certainly compared to Buffalo, move the ball in the pass game. Gotta believe the Bills have the slight total defense edge in this matchup, both in the secondary and in the run defense, but that total defense, you know, adequacy or, you know, they're, I mean, they're, they're better than adequate. They're good from a total defense perspective has not translated into scoring defense. Like, they're just giving up way too many points for the relatively small amount of yardage they're giving up. So that's going to be the difference here. I think Jacksonville is going to be able to finish more drives than Buffalo is going to be able to finish. I think Jacksonville is going to be able to score on the ground. Buffalo is going to get a few points in there as well. I just think, like, if Jacksonville doesn't win this game, even though the game is in Buffalo, pack it up. I mean, if you can't beat the Bills you don't even play the rest of your games. So we're going to take Jacksonville in this one. Let's take the Jags on the road in Buffalo to beat the Bills. On the line, Jags are three-point favorites on the road. Buffalo, obviously three-point dogs at home. We like Jacksonville to win. Relatively small price to pay. So let's go Jacksonville minus three. Total in the game, 37.5 points. I personally capped it significantly higher than this. Three of these teams' last four combined games have gone over, so I think we're going to lean on the over on this one. Let's go over 37.5 points in Jacksonville-Buffalo. Let's go to Cincinnati now, where the Bengals came about as close as they're going to come to beating a team like Baltimore last week. It took a backup quarterback making his NFL starting debut. Still couldn't do it. Cincinnati loses that game. They are now going to play host to the Cleveland Browns. Browns coming in off the bye. Battle of basement dwellers here from the AFC North. Bengals at 5-5. Browns at 3-6-1. Bengals have the definite edge on the offensive side. And it's kind of crazy to say this. The Browns have the edge in terms of scoring defense. Bengals' defense looks like it's absolutely collapsed, giving up over 31 points a game. Not a good sign against a team that has actually scored some points this year in Cleveland. These two teams have the same number of wins inside the division, that being only one each in three games. Browns have not won a game on the road yet this season, which is a shock to probably nobody. Cincinnati's done a decent job putting points on the board this season. They're a top-12 scoring offense so far on the year they've moved the ball adequately through the air run game maybe leaves a little something to be desired you'd like to see more yardage per game on the ground Cleveland they've done a fairly decent job here as well they've been moving the ball through the air they've really been moving the ball on the ground 133.2 yards per game rushing shout out Nick Chubb Not a lot of resistance going to be seen on either side here from either defense, but honestly, you take a look at these two defenses, Cleveland's got the better defense, and God, that's got to hurt Bengals fans. But look, I mean, it just comes down to numbers. Cleveland's secondary is better statistically. The run defense is better statistically, although both of them are garbage. The scoring defense is better statistically. Cincinnati on the defensive side has absolutely imploded. And guys, I can't take a team that the coach should have been fired four years ago. I can't take a team whose defense has completely collapsed, even if they're at home, and even if they're playing a team that hasn't won on the road yet this year. And so help me God, I'm holding my nose. I might just cut my nose off on this one and just not worry about it. The Cleveland Browns, with their offense, beats the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. Now, worthwhile question... Is that the thing that finally gets Marvin Lewis fired? This is the sound of me holding my nose. I'm taking Cleveland. On the line, Browns are three point dogs on the roads. So obviously, Cincinnati three point favorite at home. We like Cleveland to win, so let's grab Cleveland plus the three points. Total in the game doesn't matter because neither team can play defense. So take the over. It's 47 and a half points. Take the over. AFC East matchup now as the New York Jets are going to play host to Tom Brady and the New England Patriots, both of these teams coming into the game off of their bye. Battle of first versus worst in this division. New England has not lost a division game yet. Jets have not won a division game yet. Patriots did lose last time out, but Jets are on a four-game losing streak. They're the coldest team in that division I don't think this is going to be particularly close, nor do I think Sam Darnold is going to play. In fact, Sam Darnold strikes me as one of those rookies that really doesn't know how to deal with the media yet, because he comes out after missing practice on Monday with his foot injury. He comes out, he's like, yeah, yeah, no, no, the foot's uh, the foot's really good. How can the foot be really good if you didn't practice on Monday? Now, granted, it's a Monday practice. If I was a betting person, which I've been known to be from time to time, I I don't think Sam Darnold plays this week. I really, really don't. I don't think the Jets are in a position to win this football game, so why put your franchise guy out there just to get clobbered by the Patriots? So I think they sit Darnold for another week, take a shot at it next week. I, look, Patriots all day, obviously. Like, this would be in my platinum, gold, silver, and bronze were new england at home but they're not they're on the road so i'm gonna hedge the slightest little bit but look patriots should romp in this one let's take new england on the road in new york to beat the jets on the line patriots are favored by nine and a half points on the road which is basically like saying they're two touchdowns per game better than the jets and i i basically agree with that uh, this is a matchup of 6-4 and four against the spread versus 3-7 and seven against the spread this season. Two of the last three games head-to-head, New England would have covered this minus 9.5. I think we're just going to go with that and not overthink it too much. Patriots, minus 9.5 at New York. Total in the game is 46 and I cap this way higher than this. The Jets are going to score their points no matter who is at quarterback cuz New England's defense certainly not impregnable. I think New England's going to score a lot of points in this game. So 46, it's a number that doesn't begin with a 5. Not going to think about it too much. Over 46 points in New England New York. Let's go to Philadelphia now for the other NFC East matchup this week. Eagles playing host to the New York Giants. Two teams going in opposite directions. Again, we talked about the Giants. They've won two straight games. They're at three and seven all of a sudden. They're not out of it even for this division, much less, you know, maybe sneaking towards a wild card spot. But I mean, they're not out of it in their own division, which is incredible. You had the Eagles at four and six, losers of two straight games. They have won a game in the division so far, which the Giants have not done. The slight counterbalance to that being the Giants have actually been better on the road this year at 2-3 and three than they have been at home, only 1-4. and four. Again, you gotta look no further than the defensive side to see why Philadelphia has been struggling so much. Their secondary has almost completely collapsed at this point. They're not stopping the run overly well, which I believe was a hallmark of theirs from last season. This It's a tough defense to go with right now because of all the injuries. But ultimately, I got to lean in this game this way. Look, remember what I said about Jacksonville? If they can't beat Buffalo, might as well pack it up. If Philadelphia cannot beat the New York Giants this week in Philadelphia, pack it up. Season's done. Tank for a good draft pick. Come back at it again next year. If you can't beat this division rival that you should beat at home the most advantageous situation you can possibly have aside from of course all the crazy injuries if you can't do that you might want to consider just packing it in i'm gonna take the eagles this week because they're in position where they should win the football game i think it's going to be tight i think it's going to be relatively low scoring but i'm going to take the eagles at home and all i can say is you better On the line, the Eagles are favored by a ridiculous number in this football game, minus six. I don't think the Eagles right now are nine points per game better than the Giants, which is essentially what that says. This is too many points here. This is a nice place to hedge. I think the Giants plus six could work out because the Giants could win this game outright. So let's take those points and go Giants minus six. Total in the game, 46 points. Pretty darn good total, right around where I capped it personally. These are right now at least two very average offenses. Pretty comparable offenses, actually. Defenses that aren't particularly special in any way. I'm going to skew under on it, although this is one of those like real coin flip ones where I could very easily see this finishing at like 47 or 48. Or I could very easily see it finishing at like 43 or 44. So it's a real coin flip on this one, but I think I'm going to skew towards average offenses, take the under. So let's go under 46 points in Giants-Eagles. Let's go to Tampa Bay now, where the Bucks have made yet another quarterback change. They're going back to Jameis Winston this week as they play host to the San Francisco 49ers, who have seen their share of quarterback issues this season as well. Niners coming in off the bye. Another battle of basement dwellers in their respective divisions. Bucks 3-7 in the NFC South, last place, giving up a ton, ton, ton of points. The 49ers 2-8 in the basement of the NFC West, right there with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, giving up fewer points, scoring a few fewer as well. Bucks have at least been adequate on their home field this season at 2-2. Niners so far have failed to win a road game, but the Bucks on a four-game losing streak. I think where I have to skew in this one is which one of these two teams is more capable of playing defense because by the numbers, Tampa Bay has a superior offense, but a lot of that this season has been with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You go from Fitzpatrick to Jameis Winston, I don't care what you say, Winston's a downgrade. He's got more interceptions on the season than he does touchdowns. He's already at double digits in terms of interceptions. He's barely played half the season. Jameis Winston's not a good quarterback so that offense takes a downtick with Jameis Winston in terms of the defense San Francisco across the board statistically is a better defense they're a better secondary they're a better run defense they're a better scoring defense and with those eight things being you know not overly equal I think I got to skew with the 49ers here because I think with Jameis Winston under center, the 49ers top to bottom are a better football team. I like the upset here. I'm going to take San Fran coming off their bye in Tampa Bay to get their first road win of the season. I don't think this is a team that goes 0-8 on the road, so this would be the road game to win. Let's take the Niners in Tampa to beat the Bucs. On the line, Bucks favored by three and a half points at home. Obviously, we like San Fran to win, so let's grab San Francisco plus the three and a half points. Total in the game, 55, and this is right exactly where I capped this game personally. But look, two average offenses, Jameis Winston in there. It's kind of the same as talking about like Washington and Dallas. Average offenses, a a shift, obviously fundamental shift for one team, at the quarterback position, I think I've got to skew under on this one, with Fitzpatrick, I'd probably take the over, but I think we're going to skew under on this one, let's stay under 55 points in San Fran, Tampa Bay, let's go to Carolina now, where the Panthers handed that game to Detroit last week, but they get to come home, they get to play host to the Seattle Seahawks, coming off the long week, beating Green Bay on Thursday night, Personally, I think any illusion that Carolina may have had of catching the New Orleans Saints for the NFC South went right out the window giving up that game last week. That is not a game that Carolina should have lost. Bad coaching, bad calls. They gave that game away carolina now sitting at six and four losers of two straight games they are in second place in that division and they're essentially in the driver's seat for the first nfc wildcard spot that should be what they're targeting at this point they sure as hell ain't catching the saints seattle again picking up that win last week against green bay another game that i felt like man green bay like ugh, felt like green bay should have won that game but anyways or not should have won, but at least certainly had an opportunity to win. And uh, Seattle got the job done, man. 27-24, to 24 came from behind. They did what they needed to do. Seattle got the win. That evens their record at 5-5. Five and five. They are also certainly in the thick of the NFC wildcard race right there with the Dallases, the Philadelphias, the Minnesotas. I guess I'll, I'll throw Green Bay in there because it just makes me feel better. Seattle's been even money across the board. They're even money at home at two and two. They're even money on the road here, three and three. This will be their seventh road game of the season already. That's been a really grueling stretch for Seattle. Seven road games in 11 games. And I think they've responded to that really, really well. That being said, I'm leaning Carolina in this game because I think, well, first of all, top to bottom, I think Carolina is a better football team, but Carolina unbeaten at home this year five and oh in their own building again seattle's done very good things on the road this year to have an even record at three and three historically a team that does not travel the greatest but having to cross the country to go to carolina into a building where carolina has not lost yet this year i just think that gives the panthers too much of an edge Certainly doesn't hurt their chances that the one thing Seattle does incredibly well on the offensive side, which is run the football, is the strength of the Panthers' defense. A top 10 run defense, total run defense, so far on the season are the Carolina Panthers at number 8, giving up under 100 yards per game on the ground. The secondary is also fairly good, about 250 yards passing. Seattle's has been a little bit better, but... Seattle's run defense a little porous. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a very good game in this one. I, I just like the Panthers here. Let's take Carolina at home to hang a loss on Seattle. On the line, Carolina favored by three and a half points at home. I originally contemplated hedging this. It's a bad hedge. Like, it's just a bad position to hedge in. Again, three and a half points. If you don't like the underdog to win the game, obviously. But look... Again, Panthers, 5-0 at home. They're also 3-0 against the spread at home as a favorite of under a touchdown, which is what they are in this game. Let's take that 3-0. Let's go Carolina minus the 3.5 points. Total in the game, 47.5 points. I personally capped this quite a bit higher than this. I think we're going to see a lot of points this week. So let's go over the 47.5. I've got this capped well above 50. So over 47.5 points in seattle carolina let's go to denver now for a very popular upset pick on the week the denver broncos at home playing host to the pittsburgh steelers pittsburgh coming into this game on back-to-back road games again having come from behind for that big emotional win against jacksonville Speaking of big emotional wins, Denver keeping their slim playoff hopes alive by beating Los Angeles, beating the Chargers division rival last week, probably the upset of the week you'd have to say, winning that game 23 to 22. Again, they're keep just they're just keeping themselves around. They're keeping themselves alive. Now they get to go home. However, after starting the season 2-0 at home and looking real good, the Broncos have dropped their last three straight home games. Going up against a Steelers team here that will be playing their sixth road game of the season, six roadies in 11 games. They have not lost on the road yet. They've got four wins and that early season tie. They've been very good against AFC opponents so far this season, whereas Denver has, you know, not been very good. They're only 2-5. and five against other AFC teams, both of those wins against AFC teams have come within their own division. While I understand why this is a popular upset pick, I can't go with it personally. Pittsburgh's just a better team. I I can't see a scenario where Antonio Brown is held down for two straight games. I think Brown comes up, has a really big game in this one. I like Juju Smith-Schuster. I think you're going to see a lot of pass offense in this game, but I've got to lean on the Steelers in that scenario. Let's take Pittsburgh on the road in Denver to beat the Broncos. On the line, Pittsburgh only favored by three points on the road. Denver a three-point dog. This obviously, again, really popular against the spread pick this week. But we like Pittsburgh to win and it's a small price to pay. It's a bad place to hedge. So let's take Pittsburgh minus the three points. Total in the game, 46 and a half. This is right around where I capped it personally. Just ever so much higher than this was me personally it's a gut play here for me but i think this does go over we're gonna go over the 46 and a half points let's go to indianapolis now colts playing host to the miami dolphins miami coming into this game off of their bye. indianapolis having themselves a heck of a season look i say heck of a season realizing i'm talking about a team that's five and five but they were one and five They've won four consecutive games. They'd be the hottest team in the division were it not for Houston, who's obviously won seven straight after starting 0 and 3. So look, this I guess is just the division of of long win streaks. Colts again, they've evened their record up at 5 and 5. They're scoring a ton of points this season. They're giving up a few too many, which would be a concern against a better offense. But Miami, you're talking about a team that you know considers it. I would say. Uh, A success to score 20 points a game whereas Indy you're almost expecting them to score 30 and with the expectation that Indy could probably score 30 every week it's bad news when you sport the worst scoring defense in your own division a division that includes Buffalo and the New York Jets Dolphins also sitting at 5 and 5, obviously a very different 5 and 5 than in Indianapolis. Dolphins only 1 and 4 on the road this season. Colts getting the job done at home above 500 at 3 and 2. I just I feel like this is the Colts game to lose. I don't think Miami has anything for them on the defensive side. I figure you'll see a decent amount of points here, but we're going to take Indianapolis like the Colts to win, let's take Indy at home to beat Miami. On the line, the Colts are favored by 10 points, double digits, and this one really tested my mettle between, you know, how I feel about double-digit point spreads and like, oh, you know, has does Indianapolis deserve that? Does Miami deserve to have that against them? Here's a stat that i found and again initially i felt like this was too many when i first did this i had miami plus 10 it was an early lock-in for me however all of miami's losses this season all five of them have been by 10 points or more that's ridiculous all of their losses by at least 10 points this is an offense that can make something like that happen let's take the colts minus 10 in a high scoring game against Miami total in the game 50 and a half points I think you got to go over on it I personally capped this uh, better than a field goal higher than this the two teams are combined 11 and 9 on the over under so slight lean towards the over but I'm just feeling it let's go over 50 and a half points in Indianapolis Miami let's go to Minnesota now where the Vikings and the Packers are going to clash in an NFC North matchup Packers coming in off the long week but also on back-to-back roadies Obviously, the road has not been kind to the Packers this season. All five of their losses coming away from home. Matter of fact, they have not won a road game yet this season. Both of these teams lost last time out. We're talking about 5-4-1 versus 4-5-1. This was an entertaining game earlier this season. I expect no less from this one. Teams have identical records inside the division with a win, a loss, and a tie man, this this is a really really tight matchup and obviously obviously I want to take Green Bay not only because I want to win the Jersey bet with Chris Carter, but I mean I just I just want Green Bay to win. From a total offense perspective, Green Bay head and shoulders, the better total offense. They move the ball much better than Minnesota does. Interestingly enough, especially on the ground, Green Bay, 108.8 rush yards per game this season, has them inside the top half of the league, or sorry, right around the, actually right around the midpoint, that's my mistake, right around the midpoint. Of the league. But look, 108 rush yards per game on a team that's got Aaron Rodgers, and you never want Aaron Rodgers not throwing the ball, or at least that's the impression. Like that, that's an accomplishment there. And I think Aaron Jones is a bona fide, like emerging superstar in this league. Problem there being that runs right into the strength of the Minnesota Vikings on the defensive side and in terms of run defense between these two like it's, it's not even comparable minnesota the number four run defense in football this season just under 95 yards per game against and green bay number 26 126 yards per game allowed on the ground in matchups of offense versus defense this season Offense tends to win out more often than not. We've seen a ton of points this season. I think in a tight game where the teams know each other very well, both have to be kind of feeling at least the slightest bit desperate to win, not necessarily to catch Chicago for the division, but to put themselves in better position for a wildcard spot. You know what? I lost my credibility a long time ago when I actually decided to pick a team and pick a lane. I'm going to take the Packers. I I realize everything that's going against them. I realize that there is heat between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy in terms of how this offense is going to run. I realize that there are issues in the receiving game. With any luck, a return from Randall Cobb this week might give that Packers offense a real shot in the arm. I think the Packers offense can win this game. Look, it is what it is. It's an upset pick. I take a couple of them every week. I might as well take the team that I like and show my biases in a big bad way. Let's take the Packers on the road in Minnesota in a must-win football game against the Vikings. On the line, Vikings only favored by three and a half points at home. I like the Packers to win. Let's take the Packers plus the three and a half. Total in the game 48 points two teams are combined 11 and 9 on the over under let's take the over there I capped it around a field goal higher than this let's take over 48 points in Green Bay Minnesota the battle of Justin versus geo if you will and the last game we're going to look at before we get into the platinum gold silver and bronze picks for week 12 is the houston texans playing host to the tennessee titans on monday night football tennessee coming into the game on back-to-back roadies a battle of first versus third in the afc south division no team in the nfl as hot or hotter than the houston texans seven consecutive wins for houston sitting at seven and three they're scoring they're defending fairly well this is an exciting and fun team to watch Titans coming off of getting blown out by the Colts last week, 38-10. to Offense obviously has not looked good all season. This was probably the defense's worst performance of the year. So obviously Tennessee's got to feel like, hey, nowhere to go in this matchup but up. This will be the Titans' seventh road game in 11 games. Again, a very tough stretch. They, like Seattle, have done a pretty darn good job of weathering that kind of storm, although Titans only two and four on the road coming in, playing a team that's won three of their four games at home. Both teams above 500 in the division. They've won two of their three division games. But in terms of other AFC opponents, Houston certainly has an edge at five and two. Two teams that are almost mirror images of each other on the defensive side. I would say Houston, in terms of total run defense, a little bit better. 96 yards a game allowed versus exactly 100 from Tennessee. Scoring defense, slight edge, got to go to the Titans here. 19 points allowed versus 21. But again, what do we always say when one side of the football is essentially a push, you got to defer to the other side. Is there an edge in the other side? And there's a huge edge in these two teams in terms of the offense. Houston runs the ball better. Houston throws the ball much better. They score more. I have to defer to the better offense in this football game when the defenses are essentially similar. We're going to defer to the Houston Texans here playing at home, playing a team that's on back-to-back roadies. It's a division game. It's going to be tight, but let's stick with the Houston Texans at home to beat Tennessee. Against the spread, Houston five and a half point favorites, and that's Too many for me. Uh, This is a good position to take a hedge because Tennessee could very well win this game outright. So let's take the Titans plus the five and a half points. Worth noting, Tennessee six and two against the spread this season as an underdog of anything total in the game 41 and a half points two teams are only a combined seven and 13 over under this season i personally capped this uh better than a field goal lower than this so let's stick with the under on a small number under 41 and a half points all right folks here we go platinum gold silver and bronze picks for week 12 in the nfl in 2018 start at the bottom of course with the bronze pick seven and four straight up five five and one against the spread Four and seven over under that number starting to climb a little bit. This sees the Baltimore Ravens at home taking on the Oakland Raiders, obviously picking on a bad football team in Oakland, and it's a bad football team on back-to-back road games. Baltimore got the job done last week. Jackson at quarterback got the job done last week, more so with his feet than with his arm, but he showed dynamic movement in the run game in that football game and that's been baltimore's mo all season they've been a dynamic offense they keep defenses guessing and when you have a bad defense which is exactly what the oakland raiders are an incredibly bad defense it's not difficult to keep them guessing you're talking about a team that's given up 293 points this season only one point fewer than the kansas city chiefs who have played one more game and are in and of themselves a bad defense. Now granted, Raiders won last week. Two-point victory over an equally bad team in Arizona. I believe I told you to take them to win that game. Matter of fact, I almost aced that game. I had that game capped at 23-22. That game finished 23-21. Pat on the back for Justin. But now, not only are we talking about playing back-to-back road games, we're talking about winning back-to-back road games for the Oakland Raiders, and that sure as hell ain't going to happen. So we're going to take Baltimore here. We are hammering the Baltimore Ravens. Really love Baltimore in this spot. Ravens beat the Raiders. On the line, Baltimore favored by 10.5 points against the spread. Holy cow. But remember when we talked about Miami, about how all of Miami's losses this season were by at least 10 points? let's take a look at the oakland raiders eight losses and in their eight losses six of them have come by at least 11 points which would cover this spread i think baltimore covers this thing with ease they could win this thing by 20. let's take baltimore minus the ten and a half points total in the game is 42 and a half which is almost a perfect total in terms of how I capped it anyway. I capped it just the slightest bit lower than this, but the two teams are only combined 8 and 12 over under this season. That's a fairly strong lean towards the under. It's a low total, but I think we're going to stick under on this one. Let's stay under 42 and a half. Baltimore straight up. We're going to hammer the Ravens minus 10 and a half against the spread. Under 42 and a half points. That is your bronze pick. My silver pick, where I'm eight and three straight up, only five and six against the spread, and four and seven on the over/under, sees the Detroit Lions playing host to the Chicago Bears, and this is really interesting in the Yahoo Pick'em game because when I looked at this last night, 65% of people playing Pick'em, and there's millions of people playing Pick'em, 65% were taking Detroit to win this game, and I can't figure that out. Why? because they were gift wrapped and handed a victory against carolina chicago's been getting the job done on the road they're two and two lions getting the job done at home they're three and two at home playing their sixth home game chicago's won two of their three games within the division detroit's only one and two bears have won four straight games they're playing hot right now very good against the afc detroit has been mediocre against the afc they're only two and five I just, I don't see it. There could be something in here that people are seeing that I'm not. I'm not seeing a significant injury. I'm not seeing anything that really makes me think Detroit wins this football game. I think Chicago wins this game by more than one possession. We're going to take the Bears on the road in Detroit to beat the Lions. On the line, Chicago favored by four points on the road, Detroit four-point dog at home. I originally kind of considered a hedge here because I was like, oh, you know, maybe there's something to that. Maybe I should hedge my bets. But look, the Bears are six and two against the spread as a favorite this season. It's only four points. It's Not the smallest price to pay, obviously, but it's still, I mean, look, it's less than a touchdown for what I genuinely feel is the much better football team. So let's take Chicago minus four points. Total in the game is 45. I personally capped this about a field goal higher. The two teams also combined 13 and seven over under this season. That's a strong lean towards an over. So let's take the over on the middling number over 45. We got the Bears on the road in Detroit winning. We're gonna hammer Chicago minus four against the spread in a game that goes over 45 points. That is your silver pick. My gold pick where I am nine and two straight up, five and six against the spread and six and five on the over-under. Sees the New Orleans Saints at home playing host to the Atlanta Falcons. This is no disrespect intended to the Atlanta Falcons. I like the organization. I like the football team, but there is nobody stopping the new orleans saints right now new orleans i think rolls in this football game multiple possession victory because look i I just don't think anybody's stopping them so we're going to take the saints here strong win at home against a quality opponent let's take the saints at home to beat the falcons i think if there was going to be a team that was going to beat the saints especially in the saints own building it can't be the number 29 total defense in football on the line saints are favored by a baker's dozen at home saints minus 13 at home against the falcons that line feels disrespectful but then again i also thought that the eight point edge last week against philly felt disrespectful and it turned out that it very much wasn't look we're talking about an eight and two against the spread football team against a three and seven against the spread football team. It's double digits. It sucks. It's no disrespect to Atlanta. We're going to take new Orleans in this one. We're going to hammer the saints and take new Orleans minus the 13 points total in the game 59 and a half points the two teams are only combined 11 and 9 over under a virtue of having high numbers all season but i personally capped this over a field goal higher than this let's take the over here with two good offenses who can put up points two really good quarterbacks let's go over 59 and a half we got the saints beating the falcons we're going to hammer the saints minus 13 against the spread in a game that goes over 59.5 points, that is your gold pick. And the platinum pick where I am 9-2 straight up this season. Only 4-7 against the spread, so we got to turn that around sooner rather than later. 5-5-1 five, five and one on the total. Sees the LA Chargers playing host to the Arizona Cardinals. And this is simply a case of the Chargers punishing the Cardinals for what happened to the Chargers last week. Chargers know they know for a fact they should have won that football game they let that game get away Denver did it to them division matchup sometimes it can happen this is going to be a pissed off LA Chargers team who's going to get to play at home against a team that's not very good and I think they're going to run up the score on This will only be the cards' fifth road game of the season. They're only one and three on the road so far this year. Chargers have really been getting the job done at home. They've won four of their five games in their own building. They're seven and three. They know now that they can keep pace with the Kansas City Chiefs because the Chiefs did lose on Monday Night Football. Look, they're only two games back they're right there with the Chiefs so look they need to keep pace this is an opponent that they cannot afford to lose to and they won't Chargers in a romp let's take LA at home to beat the Cardinals on the line Chargers are favored by a dozen points and we're going to take that because the Chargers three of their last five wins have been by at least 12 points This is the kind of game that the Chargers are going to cover. I would expect them to probably win this thing by 20 plus. Total in the game, 44 and a half points. However, I do think the game stays under. The two teams are only combined 9 and 11 on the over under. You're playing a not very good offense in Arizona. You've got now the return of Joey Bosa, who does great things for that defense and that pass rush i just this could be a coin flip it's kind of a middling number i personally capped it right around this but just the littlest bit under so kind of a coin flip kind of a gut play but i think it stays under the 44 and a half points despite the fact that i think the chargers will roll chargers straight up we're going to hammer the chargers minus 12 against the spread hammering all four favorites in these picks in a game that stays under the 44 and a half points that is your platinum pick there you have it folks those are your picks for week 12 2018 nfl season it is now time for the patented comment of the week The comment of the week goes to my good buddy, Martin, West Coast Martin, as he is known in the Pick'em Pools. Martin took the comment of the week down from the Week 11 video. His comment was, Raiders at Arizona. Hey, Justin, I give a damn. Of course, I implied that nobody gave a damn about that game. Well, maybe a little sigh, sad Raiders fan. Martin, you don't have to be sad. Raiders won that game. Just like I said they would. Don't worry about it. Just don't watch the game this week because i don't think the same thing's going to happen but at the very least yours is the comment of the week from the week 11 video there you go folks the week 12 episode is in the books a little bit longer than i wanted it to be but i just again so many games and thanksgiving and so many important things to talk about sometimes i just can't help myself that's it for me justin bridgewater's finest on youtube blockbuster underscore guy on twitter fueled as always by the great folks and at nerdtease nerdtease.ca use that promo code bwfinest save some money get some christmas presents all that great stuff show your love and support for the show week 12 is in the books enjoy the games except on a particular portion of sunday when the 106th gray cup in the cfl will be decided